This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Did you know that God is always up to something? Thinking thoughts and making plans to ensure that our lives will always be blessed and prosperous, just as He intended. Pastor Ray's extraordinary three-day series of encouragement, Time to Hit the Reset Button, is all about having a future in God. Having those same thoughts and plans God is having for the new year 2023 and beyond, and a future for us that's better than we could have ever imagined. But even though God invites us to have a personal conversation with Him about that future, we will absolutely never realize our true destiny looking through the eyes of past failures and mistakes. So the reset button has to wipe the slate clean, allowing us to remember our victories, forget our failures, and declare our tomorrows. We may not know exactly what our future is or even understand it, but get ready because in 2023, God is up to something. The wife may not want to listen. The kids may not want to listen. Your husband may not want to listen. The employees may not want to listen. The boss may not want to listen. The politicians may may not want to listen. But God wants to listen to you. He wants to listen to the cry of your heart. You will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. He's going to listen. And he says in verse 13, he says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. It's not just a casual, hello God, good morning Jesus, hallelujah, let me get on with life. And just do life like you do life. No, this is, this, is a, this is a once in a while just stopping in the middle of the day and saying, God, I love you. Jesus, I seek you. You are more important than this job, than this profession, than this church, than this work, than this. you, God, you, Jesus, you alone, God. I seek you. Speak to my heart. Lead me, guide me, direct me, help me. Give me your wisdom. Give me your seeking God with a passion in your heart. Unfortunately, in America today, we, we, we've made God down to, you know, and this experience with God is so wishy-washy. It's like, just go to church, hallelujah, preach me a good word, go home and live my life, live in sin, do whatever I want to do, and God is not in it. We're seeking things and seeking our desires and seeking benefits, but we're not seeking Him. You will find me, you will search for me and find me when you search for me. With all. See, God wants all of your heart. He's a jealous God. He doesn't want a part of it. 
I, I'm concerned because I, I see people professing to be Christians that are living so far from God's word and God's ways. And when you live far from God's word and God's ways, it's, it's proof, it's evidence that your heart's divided. Because when you love God, you're going to live for God the way God wants you to live. It would be like being in a relationship saying, honey, I love you with all of my heart and I give you this wedding band and I give you my life and we're going to live together blissfully. Except one thing. I've got two other girlfriends <laughs> that come along. They won't live with us. You know, we'll live together. I'll never bring them around, but I just want you to know, that's a divided heart, man. When you love somebody, you love them totally, man. Nothing. You put everything aside. You say, God... God, it's you and you alone. You see, when, when, when you have that kind of passion, man, God is so pleased. And, and his will for your life becomes clear. You begin to see and perceive and understand things in a totally different way. You're going to find God. You're going to search God. You're going you're to find him when you search for him with all of your heart. Listen, turn the TV off. You, you, don't worry, you won't, you won't, you won't, listen, you won't go out of your mind if you, if you don't see the last episode of American Idol. It'll be in the news in the morning, I promise you. You'll find out who won. We're going to find God and all the blessings and the secret things, the, 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 the secret treasures of hidden places, the wonderful blessings and the wonderful thoughts of God when we put him first. And we seek him with all of our heart. See, not a lot of Americans want to do this. I want to live for God. I want to go to church. But they want all the blessings. That's why there's a, there's a, there's a Christianity that's being pushed on us today that gives us all the ice cream, but none of the vegetables. All the dessert, but none of the vegetables. Because nobody wants to eat the vegetables. See, you're slipping, a lot of you are sucking it up and slipping into it and say, oh, this is great. It's not great. It's disgusting. I, I personally believe, this is my personal belief, I believe God's going to anoint churches like this and churches like my friends here where you're going to have pastors that are going to preach because we've got to keep you balanced. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that's knocking you out of balance. We wonder why we're not walking in the will of God. We're wondering why the thoughts of God are not filling our brain, filling our heart. Why we're not walking in the pathways that God would have for us. Why we're not accomplishing our destiny or getting closer to the purpose that God has in our life. Because we're not serving God. We're not putting God first. We're not searching for Him with all of our heart. We want some sort of a, an easy does it Christianity. Don't give me too much. Easy does it. Don't lay that on me. Easy does it. See? Uh, as, long as, as long as I draw breath on this, on this planet, I'm going to live to preach the truth, to keep people fixed and stable. Wow. A lot of people may not want to hear it, but that's too bad because that's why I'm going to preach. And everybody said amen to that. All right. So you have a destiny, and God wants to get you to that destiny. God's got thoughts that he's thinking on your behalf. And you can know, you can have a peek into the thoughts that God 
is thinking about you. Get ready, get ready, get ready, because the best is about to come in your life. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So as I, as I pondered this, this, this message, I find that there are three things that we have to uh, really do or get, get underway in our lives right here at the beginning of this new year. And with that, I want you to open to Psalm 77. Let's go to Psalm 77. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? Isn't it great that you know that God is on your side, that God is for you and not against you? He's with you and not away from you. He's working on your behalf and not working against you. Aren't you excited that God has got plans and thoughts in store for you? Come on, somebody in this house, say amen. That's why we can have hope. Because we have a future in God. Psalm 77, everybody there? Very first thing we have to do is we're going to have to remind ourselves or remember the past victories. Remember how many of you sitting in this room can say, God has, God has done something for me in my life. I know with undeniable proofs that God has worked in my... How many, how many of you have, have, have undeniable proof in your life that God has done something awesome? You just know that it was God that got you through that tragedy. It was God that delivered that healing. It was God that gave you that breakthrough. It was God that gave you that favor that opened up that door so that you could increase. It was God. It was God. So we have to remember our victories. Remember what God has done. See, uh, too many Christians have amnesia. Oh, man, they get to complaining and belly aching and, and because the devil's... You know, listen, do you think the devil's going to let you get away with... Getting, skating through life without any, any agitation. You're, you're, let me remind you what the word says. Jesus said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. I can't erase that from the Bible. I wish I could. He said, while you're in the world, you will have trouble. But then immediately he says, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. In other words, if he's overcome, you can overcome. Because he's in us, we're in him, and he's got the victory. That means we've got the victory. So, don't think it's strange that you have trouble in the world. See, and people, people think it's strange, they, they freak out, and all they do is they focus in on the trouble. You can't focus in on the trouble, you can't do that. You have to go back and reflect on the victories. I know there have been stuff, that junk that happened this year. I know there were disappointments, there were hurts, there were what people did to you, what people should have done that they didn't do, what they said about you, uh, you know, all kinds of money problems, kids problems, marital problems, brother, sister, you're going to have to forget about those. That's actually my second point, but I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's all right because I won't charge you a second time around. But, but you've got, you got a purpose to remember the victories in your life. And you have to say to yourself, if God did it then, he's going to do it again. He, he showed up there, he's going to show up here. He got me through that, he's going to get me through this. We gotta so here in Psalm 77, the psalmist writes this great psalm, and I think this is so apropos and appropriate for what I'm teaching here. He says, I cried out, verse 1, I cried out uh, to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave, he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained, I complained, I complained, I complained. Let me see, Holy Spirit, lead me to the person. I complained, I complained, I complained. Does this sound like people? 
I don't know, maybe you need to stand in my shoes for a while, but this certainly sounds like the people I pastor. Not all of you, of course, that was a different day, because I don't counsel anymore. But anyway, but I complained, I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. You see, you see, when you get into the negative flow, only negative happens. It's a principle. You start complaining, belly aching. You know, he says, I lift up my voice. I give ear. I've got trouble. I stretched out my hand. I'm moaning, groaning. I'm troubled. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. See, see, you get into that spirit. So, so would you all agree with me this guy's having a hard time right now? Would you all agree with me he's having a difficult time? So notice what he says. He says, you hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart, and my spirit makes diligent search. Now listen to what he comes up with. Listen to what he says. Will the Lord cast off... Now this is, this, is, this is what he concludes. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promises failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? This is a rhetorical question, right? Has, has he in his anger shut up his tender mercies? Then I said, this is my anguish. It's a rhetorical question. He knows that God hasn't stopped doing all of these things. So look what he says. Look what he says to himself. He's, he speaks to himself. He says, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the most, God, most high. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God, you are the God who does wonders. So in the midst of all his anguish, he says, I will remember what you did in times old which brought great comfort and strength. See, one of the first things you've got to learn to do, brother, sister, you've got to learn to meditate on the victories, the breakthroughs, the blessings. You see, you're not where you are just by chance. You are where you are by the hand, the mercy, the grace, the blessing of the Lord. You're standing in a different place. Listen, some of you forgot. You have amnesia. You've forgotten the bad place you were in. You hated that job. You cried out day and night, God, give me a new job. And God gave you a new job, and you've forgotten. You, you took that on yourself. You're looking at yourself saying, well, look how good I am. You've forgotten that it was God that opened up that door. It was God that blessed your life. It was God that gave you favor. It was God that gave you the breakthrough. You've forgotten you got to remember, see, I thank God for every little blessing in my, I, I let nothing go by. Even the smallest thing, I say, God, that's you. My family, I think, gets here. Every time so I say, that's God. God. God's blessing us. Even when I drive up to the mall and I, I get a parking space right near there, I say, God, that's you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, absolutely. I give God the glory and the thanks for everything. All the good stuff, right? I'm going to put the bad stuff with the devil. But all the good stuff, I thank God, man. Every time I find a sale on a good-looking tie, I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Come on, lay it on me, Jesus. See, you gotta, you gotta learn to give God, you know, glory and remember the victories in your life. Remember the things that he has done. So I want you to say this, I will remember. The devil wants me to forget, say it. But I will remember. My emotions want me to forget. 
but I will remember. My fears want me to forget. Come on, say it like you mean it, but I will remember. Say, my current situation wants me to forget. Now say it real loud, but I will remember. But remember what God has done. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, and praise in the house. So, I've got to remember my victories. And you see, when you're in the midst of trouble, you're in the midst of circumstances, your brain gets cloudy. Your thinking gets off. Your perception is knocked off. And the devil just plays on that stuff. He doesn't want you to get to your purpose. He wants you to think your life is over, it's done, it's finished. You're not going to get there, never going to happen, impossible. But it's in those times of life that I've got to rise up and begin to speak with my mouth. No, I remember what God has done in my life. I remember the victory. I remember the breakthrough. I remember how he sent that person my way that blessed my life and helped me. I remember when those offerings came in when I was in need. I remember what God did for me. See, it's in those times because the, the enemy wants you to forget. And a lot of people roaming around out there are forgotten. A lot of people are roaming out there forgotten that it was God that blessed their lives. And they're not honoring God anymore. I feel bad for them. I don't know what's going to happen to them. You're not living for God, loving God, and searching for God. You're going to get off course. See? So, so he says, he says, I will remember. So number one is we've got to remember our victories. And I want everybody here today, I want you to take some time this week and I want you to recount, go back as far as you can go and just recount as many blessings and breakthroughs and victories that you can recount in your life that you know that God was involved. Because we're not going to crawl into, to the, see, we're not going to limp our way. Oh, well. I don't know, Pastor Ray. We're not going to crawl on our bellies like, 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 like serpents. We're going we're gonna to stand up victoriously, put our shoulders back, straighten out our heads, get in cadence with the rest of the army of God. This is going to be the best year yet. Come on, somebody. All right. So number one, we're going to have to remember our victories. Now, number two, we're going to have to forget about the failures. Everybody sitting here today has got some issue, something that happened in life. Life beat you up. That person disappointed you. That person broke your heart. Oh, you financially, you went down the tubes. I prayed and I didn't get an answer. Can we hold that point for a minute right there? I prayed and didn't get an answer. Let me tell you what, as long as you're sucking air in this side of eternity and you're walking on two feet and you can see and, and, and you're, you're alive, let me tell you what, you don't know that that prayer hasn't been answered yet. The story of your life has not been finished. The book is not complete. It's not done until you draw your last breath. I found out in my life many times that there were things I prayed for and asked God about, and it didn't get them. Even the things that you don't understand, you just stick with God. You just, you, just, you just keep thinking of all the good things that God has done, and there comes a point and a time in your life, and it happened to me. I looked back and said, thank God you didn't answer that prayer back there because I would have been in a big mess today, oh God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. 
kindness. Thank you for your protection on my life. How foolish I was to think. Yeah, some, I see some of the women going, yeah, right? You're praying for that guy you, you were dating. Oh, God, make it real. Make it happen. Jesus, make it happen. And he fell in love with somebody else. And then you found out what a bum he was a few years later. Come on, you know I'm preaching right. You know I'm preaching right. You know I'm preaching right. You know it. Even, even the things that seem to have gone wrong, we've got a scripture for it. He said, God's going to take those things that are wrong and turn it for your good. God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. In other words, the devil throws a whammy at you. God picks it up, swings it around, throws his blessing on it, and sends it back to you. So what the devil meant to destroy you, God uses it to strengthen you and to equip you and to get you ready to march on into his will and his purpose and his destiny for your life. Your tomorrows are blessed. Your tomorrows are bright. God has a purpose for you. But you got to stand tall, sister, brother, brother, sister. You can't, you can't get knocked out of the race every time the devil comes and knock him. He's going to come. He's going to try. But you got to forget what seems to be a failure. Now, maybe some of you have made mistakes. You've sinned. You, you feel like you offended God. Let me tell you what. Forgiveness flows freely from God to the one who has a heart that repents. One who says, God, I'm sorry that I offended you. I don't want to do this. And the moment you confess it is the moment you are free from it. And, and, and look, if you were here, if you were at church when you were supposed to be, when I was preaching about the fatherhood of God, one of the things we learned is that the Bible says the moment you ask forgiveness is the moment God takes it and tosses it over his shoulder and it goes into his sea of forgetfulness. As far as the east is from the west, so far are your sins and transgressions from you. Can, can, can we get a good New York forget about it? Turn to somebody, give them a good New York forget about it. Come on. Turn to somebody else on the side. Give them a New York forget about it. Come on. You got to forget about it. Listen, listen. You... You absolutely will never get to your future if you keep looking through the eyes of past failures and mistakes. It will bind you. It will stop you. It will cause you to tremble. It will put fear in the depths of your heart if you keep looking back or looking to your future through the eyes of past mistakes, sins, failures, whatever. You, you, you've, got, you've got to forget the past if you're going to get to your future. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.